The Torah content from now through Pesach has been sponsored by the Kofsky family in loving memory of Adira, who loved big ideas and asking big questions. Hello, I'm Rabbi Matt Schneeweiss, and this is the Stoic Jew Podcast, where we explore the relationship between Judaism and Stoicism. Today is another Stoic Jew interlude, where I will muse aloud about certain insights and observations that I've had. Uh, three themes in particular, all of which center around this past Thanksgiving. The three themes are, number one, my... Uh, I guess, post-mortem, how my Thanksgiving experience went. Number two, some reflections on the other significance of this past Thanksgiving, which was my gear anniversary, my, uh, the 24th, 21st anniversary of my conversion to Judaism. And then number three, some thoughts about gratitude and stoicism based on my readings and my observations on Thanksgiving. Okay. So first topic, how did my Thanksgiving go? Uh, those who did not listen to the most recent episode, I advise you to do that at some point just to make, to put my next comments in context. But basically, I had mild anxiety about spending Thanksgiving with my dad's extended family, both because I don't know them very well and because of certain other experiences I had had with them in the past that made me wary about about how the interactions would go on Thanksgiving. Turns out, not only was it not bad, but it was actually very enjoyable. Uh, I had great conversations. It was fun. It was um, it was just a really, really good evening, and my, my fears did not come to pass. Um, when I ask myself, did the, you know, did my, uh, I guess, did the ideas of stoicism help me help make that possible? In other words, when I went over those ideas and when I, when I recorded the the podcast, did that actually contribute to the way I experienced my Thanksgiving? And the answer I think is yes. I think that if I hadn't, you know, if if you look at what I did is I engaged in a premeditatio malorum of, of thinking about what might go wrong before it happened. And that allowed me to ahead of time to separate between the objective reality of what might go on and then my own internal processing of it. You know, the external things that I couldn't control versus the internal impressions that my imagination would 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 generate and that might not reflect reality that would and would cause suffering. And so walking into the situation, having made that distinction, made it easier for me to not succumb to just the onslaught of whatever my psychological forces uh, uh, would uh, would dictate uh, if I went into it without being prepared. So the answer is yes, is that this really did help. And I think that this is this is the stoic practice is, is that you you face situation after situation after situation like this and you you practice these techniques and apply them hopefully ahead of time, sometimes in the moment, though. And, uh, and then you analyze afterwards and you get better and better at it until it becomes second nature. So this is a, a success story, both in terms of my experience and in terms of the application of the Stoic techniques. Okay, topic number two. Um, I converted to Judaism on the 21st of Kislev in the year, uh, I guess it would be 5762. It was the year 2000. Okay, so this past Thursday was my 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 anniversary, my anniversary of the conversion. And every time I have a anniversary, I, I take a moment, not just a moment, I usually t- take a day to uh, reflect on, on, you know, where my life would have been without Judaism and where it is thanks to Judaism. And this Thanksgiving, it was actually a very good opportunity to do that because I was with my dad's family who is not religious. 
um, the 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 people at the meal were either non-Jews or they were secular secular Jews, and um, I got to see. I, I got not I, not that I got to see. I got a little glimpse as to what my what what the tra- trajectory could have been. Um, in fact, you know what? I'm gonna actually put this on pause. Let me just start from a different direction. Okay. Uh, we'll get back to this in a second. Um, I originally had planned to make an episode about Thanksgiving, an episode of the Stoke Jew podcast about Thanksgiving, and I had uh, I, I was looking as I did last year for stoic texts that talk about gratitude as a theme and the most obvious one is the first book of marcus aurelius's meditations where he acknowledges with gratitude all of the people who helped shape his life and and made him into who who he was um but i was looking for something else and i i posted this in i posted the inquiry in a an online forum for stoicism and uh you know in hopes that someone would know, would be able to cite some sources that i didn't really uh know about. And the only source that they cited was Marcus Aurelius's Meditations 448 at the very, very end where he says, therefore, make your passage through this span of time in obedience to nature and gladly lay down your life as an olive when ripe might fall, blessing her who who bear it and grateful to the tree which gave it life. Now, I made an episode about that. I'm not going to go into into what that means right now. But the the question that kind of struck me was, why isn't there more about gratitude in Stoicism? On the surface, you would think that because Stoicism talks a lot about acknowledging the things that are not in your control, then there, the the writings of the Stoics would be replete with with the theme of gratitude, where you are acknowledging that it's not through your own efforts that these things came to you. It really is due to the uh, the circumstances. And I'm sure the Stoics would process that in whatever metaphysics they had. But I don't know. It just seemed like a stark uh, absence that, uh, you know, as I was like combing through these texts to try to find this theme. So I have a thought and I'm not exactly sure. Um, uh, I, I, this is this is an emerging thought, but I'll, I'll just share it now. In fact, I'm not even going to root it in in particular text because I think that's going to complicate it. So, Epictetus, out of all the Stoics, it puts the most emphasis on the fact that there is nothing good or bad in the universe other than your your use of your own will. Okay, uh, that things and experiences and externals are not bad. Good goodness and badness only has to do with how you react, what happens to you. So. When I was thinking about that, I realized that what is gratitude? Gratitude. Well, let, let's look at the the you know the Hebrew term we use for the trait of gratitude, which is hakara satov, is recogni- recognition of the good and recognizing that Hashem is the source of your good. But the thing is, is is I think according to at least Epictetus's Stoicism, there really can't be any place for gratitude because nothing that happens to you is good, right? Really, it's how you react to things that makes it good. And what are you going to do? Thank yourself. So it ends up being this this thing that even if the Stoics maintain that the universe is, so to speak, benevolent, you know, that that the, like Marcus really talks about this theme a lot, I think in that very passage that I read, but certainly in his other, in other passages in, in book four, that everything in the universe is uh, works in 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 a system and and everything is harmonious and everything is great but when you come down to it 
then at, at the foundation of Stoicism, there can't be room for a concept of hakarasa tov if the only tov that is generated is through your own decisions. And anything that happens to you externally could either be good or bad depending on how you react to it. Now, the funny thing is that Judaism holds the same thing in a sense, which is that, that God can be giving us brachos, blessings, uh, either on a personal or a national level. And if we react to it in the wrong way, then those blessings become converted into curses. You know, the let's say like the classic example of the wealth, Vaishman Yishun Vaivat, that Jishun became fat and kicked, that when we whenever the Jewish people gets wealth and prosperity, then then we become uh haughty and we forget Hashem and uh and these things become uh which which ought to be used to serve a life of wisdom and uh and and righteousness and and kindness and justice; these things become vices that that cause our character to deteriorate. Um, so, in that sense, Judaism would agree. But we do maintain that that God looked at everything that He created, and behold, it was very good. So, we do maintain that the universe is is, is good, and God and you know God is Hatova Mitiv. He is the good and the one who does good. So, I don't know. This is one of these areas where I'm I'm sensing that that the metaphysical premises of stoicism preclude certain ideas and certain uh character traits and uh and i think this is one of them i suspect this is one of them uh this uh i guess a a dying that we you know this this needs further investigation but that that's what i was thinking about stoicism on thanksgiving okay but now let's go back to my my actual thanksgiving experience so i had this very interesting experience where you know i had not been at a large meal with non-jews before <laughs> okay so so in terms of the actual food and in terms of the, the 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 social dynamics it was very similar to a shabbos meal or a yom tov meal where there was a ton of really good food and lots of pleasant feelings in the air uh from from people but the strangest thing and i know this is going to sound culturally insensitive but i'm just speaking about my own experience here it was so weird that everyone just started eating without any bracha, without making any, you know, washing their hands and saying hamotzi, without making any blessings on the food. Um, and uh, and even weirder was the fact that when the meal ended, you know, the, 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 my, uh, this is at my aunt's house, and, and they have a big, large, big screen TV, and, uh, and the football game was on, and people just kind of migrated from the table to the couch no beer kasamazan, no blessing after the meal on uh, on thanking God for sustaining us. And then the funny thing, and this, I, I, I'm not saying this in a judgmental way, because clearly different families have different customs, but, you know, at the Thanksgiving meals that I had been at in the past, people usually do go around and say what they're thankful for. And it was just very interesting that that did not happen here. There was just no, there was no... Um, no Thanksgiving at the Thanksgiving meal. I mean, when people thanked the host when they left for making the food, but there was no, there was no, the, that was more of a politeness thing, I think. Uh, uh, and, and yeah, I'm sure it was sincere. Like I'm sure the food was good. I didn't have any of it because we brought our own food, obviously. But, uh, but that's different than, than an act of Thanksgiving, of hoda'a, of, um, of you know recognizing the the good that that you have and where it comes from uh ultimately from its ultimate source with a capital s and so the, the absence of these three things really made me like i mean i was talking about this with my harusa and and when i said it was so weird to have a thanksgiving meal without thanksgiving he said 
it was a feeding. And I was like, yeah, it really felt in a certain sense, just very animalistic, like people gathering around uh, and then just eating and then just going back to their business. Uh, and, and this is what I meant when I said that, that the Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving coinciding with my anniversary really made me realize, you know, <laughs> in, 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 a, in a very concrete example, what would a life be without Judaism? And again, this is a small example, but like, you know, we give, we, I, I give a lot of, uh, of sharing of classes on, uh, on tefillah and brachos on, on Jewish prayer and blessings. And I, you know, we, we, we always talk about how the, uh, you know, the, one of the greatest pitfalls in all the laws of prayer is that you say it mindlessly. And what this made me realize was how much better would it have been to even say mindless blessings before eating and after eating, you know, even if it was mindless, it was, it would just be that one action that would be a, 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 a at least gratitude in lip service, which is superior to no gratitude whatsoever. And, and then all the more so when we actually live a life where we are trying to say these blessings mindfully and actually trying to, to think about the ideas that are contained in the words and everything like that. And so it was, I don't know, it was just a really, really small snapshot of, of, yep, this is what a life without mitzvos and without Torah could look like. And, uh, and, and made me realize these little things, like the fact that I was saying that I say blessings before eating and afterwards and have this gratitude, even in my most mindless moments, I still, I'm engaging in that. And that just paves the way for this true human development away from being like an animal, uh, and, uh, and, and really living like a, uh, you know, like a human. Uh, and so, so I was thankful for that. And now when you put these two ideas together that, you know, we, we have on the one side, a life without Judaism that does not, again, I'm, I'm not universalizing here. I'm, I'm just musing on my own experiences, seeing this example of a life without Judaism in which no thanks is given. And then seeing this example of stoicism in which thanks, the very concept of thanks of Hakar Satov is precluded by the philosophy. Uh, and you end up being in, you know, in, in, in this world where you are the cause of everything good in your life. I don't know. It just was a, a stark moment of, of seeing what I have and being grateful for the opportunity I have had to, to, to become Jewish and to join this nation and to live a life enriched by Torah and mitzvahs and seeing what two of the many, 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 um, uh, bad options could have, uh, could have been and where my life could have gone then. Uh, and I'll end off with just a, uh, I, again, I was going to make a whole Thanksgiving episode. I didn't get a chance to, but, um, Actually, you know what? maybe I'll save this for another for another uh, another episode. This idea warrants its own uh, its own contemplation here. So I guess uh, I guess that is it for today's episode. Before we go through our outro, I want to say that um, uh, in case, well, again, obviously, I, I think uh, I'm I'm grateful, being that this is the closest thing to a Thanksgiving episode I've made. Uh, I am very grateful, as I as I say and mean every time. Uh, Grateful for all the people who have supported me, whether through Patreon or through your own uh, uh, contributions, uh, or even just by listening. Um, but I am also going to say that there is an opportunity for a uh, another form of contribution, if you're interested. I t turns out that you cannot give three, four, or five shirim a day and record them on uh, in on video and audio and keep them on your computer without eventually running out of space. So I've run out of space on my computer and I actually need to buy a, a 
uh, a hard drive, a big hard drive, uh, which I have not bought before. I've bought smaller ones just to keep, you know, to back up my documents, but we're talking about a lot of video and audio from this year and from last year. So um, if you are looking for an excuse to contribute, to make a, a contribution, uh, you know, around Hanukkah time or 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 for some other <laughs> other reason, uh, and you would like to contribute uh, to helping me store this, uh, uh, all of the serum I've been giving, then that would be, uh, much appreciated. Um, uh, I have to look into, or, or if you want to just, uh, if you know of, of, uh, I don't really know anything about buying hard drives, so, uh, I'm just going to use Amazon probably, but, uh, if you have any, uh, tips about that, then, uh, let me know. Uh, yeah. Okay. So if you've gained from what you've learned here, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Rabbi Schneeweiss. Alternatively, if you'd like to make, to make a direct contribution to the Rabbi Schneeweiss Torah content fund, my Venmo is at Matt hyphen Schneeweiss and my Zell and PayPal are Matt Schneeweiss at gmail.com. Even a small contribution goes a long way to covering the cost of my podcast and will provide me with financial freedom to produce even more Torah content for you. Um, I also added something uh, a couple weeks ago, which I haven't really talked about. Uh, if you look at the bottom in the show notes on any of the podcasts or on the YouTube videos, I added an Amazon wish list where I'm putting books that have been recommended that I would use for my Torah content, but have not purchased yet. Uh, and so if you are, would like to contribute in the form of a of gifting a book, then I assume that that uh, Amazon wish list will always be populated because there are always books that I can use to uh, to prepare for my uh, my my content. If you would like to sponsor a day's or a week's worth of content, or if you are interested in listing my services as a teacher or tutor, you can reach me at rabbishnewes@gmail.com. Thank you to my listeners for listening. Thank you to my readers for reading, and thank you to my supporters for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone.